Hey guys, um, there's no way I should be doing this, but, uh, but hey, I'm Riley Blanton, and this is the Star Wars Report Podcast. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. I'm actually, I'm back home recording at an unusual time and in unusual circumstances, uh, but I was inspired to sit down and record a little bit um, for this week's podcast. The normal schedule fell through, actually, er- earlier today. I'm fine, fortunately, but um, I was in and out of uh, urgent care, so I, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a whole story that I won't get into now, but suffice to say, I find myself with some time on my hands and in a position where I'm just supposed to uh, rest at home, and I had some time to be thinking about, well, you know, Star Wars. And uh, let me make sure my, my, my gains are, there we go. We want the audio quality sounding good um but no i i wanted to talk about star wars uh, because it's on my mind and this is the star wars report podcast and so i'm doing a rare <laughs> and i mean i've only ever done a couple of these solo hosted show and and the, and it's, this is going to be a topical episode not really talk about the news per se um and that is um some thoughts it's really a book commentary on the recent uh book how the force can fix the world by stephen kent subtitle lessons on life liberty and happiness from a galaxy far far away now you guys know stephen he's been on the program a good number of times i've he's been a um i guess for a while now we've been creative partners on the beltway banthas podcast i've been the producer over there uh, so if you've listened to any of those episodes for the last year or year and change um i've been producing and editing uh, the Beltway Banthas podcast, and that's how we started collaborating. And and Stephen and I are are both. Um, I don't bring it up on the show particularly much, but but he and I are fellow political nerds. And I don't really bring the politic political talk, real world or <laughs> Star Wars that much to this podcast because it's typically more about uh, the news. But Star Wars is still something. Some of the themes of Star Wars. Um, definitely bleed through and are consistent with the themes of what we experience in our society. And uh, and the same thing is true of politics. Politics is a re- is a reflection of of our society and the life that we experience. So, I kind of always I, I sort of see as a mythology, and um, mythology and politics is sort of like opposite sides of a coin. Both of them kind of reflect on our own reality, our own human experience, but one is in the very practical, real world, nuts and bolts outpouring of societies and governments and how they form and how we live together. And then mythology on the flip side of that coin sort of represents and inspires us in ways of the ways we could live and, and sort of talks about the potential. So there's sort of a, I think the reality of politics I find interesting and fascinating, but also the, um, the inspiration that comes with the potential from story and mythology. And of course, Star Wars falls right in that front. So I've always been someone who is equally almost interested in the, the nitty gritty real world politics, not just like team red, team blue, but like what motivates people? What issues do people care about? How do people collaborate, work together across different types of issues? I'm always very fascinated by elections and like what motivates people to vote one way or another. It's a, it's, it's a whole thing, but it's not something I normally talk about on the Star Wars podcast, but I think I, I, I wanted to give a stab at it because it's been so much on my mind 
recently because of this book. Now, I actually, um, full disclosure, the reason I'm I'm uh, sent home from work today um, and uh, am resting at the house is because <laughs> I finished my first marathon uh, last weekend. A, a real Luke Skywalker looking into the twin sunset moment for me. I always kind of think about the the life goals I set through the through the lens of Luke Skywalker, as he's sort of my my personal my personal Tony Robbins, <laughs> uh, my personal uh, inspirer, if you will. And so I, I um, what was it? It was uh, right before COVID, I set the goal of running a marathon for the first time. And, and, uh, and off I went. Of course, the next like five marathons I signed up for were all canceled. So it's taken a long time to get here. But I say all that to say is that... Um, uh, the marathon itself went well. I retained some injuries, hence my urgent care visit earlier today. But um, but I'm okay. And it just reminded me, the whole marathon experience, injuries and all, it it reminded me of um, of of Star Wars and of the uh, the the I guess famous moment when Luke Skywalker steps up, you know, right on a small ledge of earth and looks off into the sunset staring at those twin suns and you see that freaking feathered hair blowing in the wind. Luke! I always think of Aunt Beru's call. Tell Uncle be sure he speaks bunchy. <clears throat> There's an Aunt Beru impression for you. So while I was uh, running 26.2 miles, don't ask me how many in kilometers, I listened to pretty much the entirety. I'd, heard, I'd, I'd, I'd read the first chapter, and I'd actually read bits and pieces of the whole book in its in the writing process with Steve, but I hadn't actually read the whole thing. I listened to the entire audiobook of How the Force Can Fix the World uh, plug right now. If you haven't, if you're an audiobook person, Stephen reads it himself, does a great job, is a fantastic audible version that you can check out, which is, which is awesome. But you can also buy the, the book in person. I used one of your audible credits. It was a great experience. And I listened to the whole freaking thing because it took me, if you guys are curious, it took me five hours and 32 minutes to run the marathon. And I listened to about four and a half hours of the audiobook finishing it out while I was on said uh, marathon. And I wanted to talk about one unifying theme in, in Star Wars that kind of jumped out to me that I don't think I've ever properly art articulated on the podcast here. And, and that is the theme of, of agency. Um, that's really the one word I want to kind of tie everything together. So I'm tipping my hat now. The idea of agency or the idea of being the master of your own fate and the idea of taking what life's handed you and and making the best of it and becoming you know, getting your Luke Skywalker moments, the moments where you look off into the distance wishing that you were something more to the euphoric moments of achievement where you blow up the Death Star to your greatest valleys when you face your greatest fears and realize that you could be that what you hate, the, the moment in the cave when Luke Skywalker sees his own face um, beneath the shattered helmet of Darth Vader. Um to the uh, dancing with the Ewok. We've all had dancing with the Ewok. I hope you you listening to this podcast has had a dancing with the Ewoks moment in your life. 
Um, so I think what, what unifies a lot of these moments in our life, and I think one thing that the Star Wars mythology really pulls out well is the whole idea of agency. I actually even think Ray's story in the, pre, in the sequel trilogy does this too. Um, we, we kind of chronicled Luke's moments, but even Ray has um, her moments of, of doubt, of loneliness, of identity, not knowing who she is, and, and, and even embracing the... Uh, the the really great challenge the the terrifying moment of being confronted as no one in the last jedi and then and then quickly prompting a, a different type of identity crisis of you know being descended from the greatest evil of the galaxy and is that your fate or do you have here's the word guys agency agency in the decisions you make in life and can you can you write your own story as you go and I, i've always really connected with the star wars mythology in, in this theme now in uh summer 2016 i was a guest for the first time on the coffee with kenobi podcast and we had a good time we talked some news i was actually traveling at the time it was right after celebration europe that's why i can remember it so clearly, but I was, I was wa- walking through the uh, streets of Barcelona on a, on a European SIM card in my iPhone, and I was uh, just calling in with Dan Zare, and we were talking, talking the wars, and he finished the, um, the interview and the segment with me on Coffee with Kenobi saying, well, what's, what does Star Wars mean to you? What's the biggest you know, theme in Star Wars to you? And I answered right away, easily, redemption. Star Wars is a redemption story. Now, of course, at the time, um, we had only just seen The Force Awakens. Um, And I think Rogue One. No, no, Rogue One hadn't even come because this was summer 2016. So we'd just seen The Force Awakens. That was our only foray into... um, into Star Wars. So we didn't really have the Ben Solo redemption story. But for me, the the arc of the prequels and the original trilogy, which is sort of solidified as as the Star Wars that means the most to me as a fan, um, that is an arc of a tragedy, then redemption. You know, Shakespearean tragedy, in, inspiring redemption story of Anakin Skywalker. And, um, and that's always been very important to me because I think it's redemption is an important theme in, in my life from my religious beliefs to just my worldview and, and outlook of what, what the world looks like. And that's where I delve into the book with my nice long, like 10 minute intro. I'm going to read a couple excerpts uh, from the book and I'm going to have Stephen on next week. We're working on nailing down a time, but in the coming weeks we will have Stephen Kent, the author on to talk about some of these, um, uh, Moments. I'm just here to steal his thunder and take quotes from his book. <laughs> so, Stephen, if you're listening, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but so it, the book goes through seven chapters, and um, he has a chapter five on redemption. And I was very excited about it when I when I realized that was the topic, and I immediately knew it would be one of my favorites. But he kind of captures it really well. Um, this is straight to the book. Stephen says, "Star Wars is a story that believes in redemption." It's not just a space opera about the road to hell. Um, good intentions can lead you down. It's also a story about the road back home. Maybe that road leads back to family or friends or just to a mirror in which a person who's done terrible things can look at themselves again and not despise what they see. Darth Vader finds redemption in the faith and goodwill of an estranged son. 
Ben Solo, Vader's grandson, finds redemption in the mercy of a rival and the unconditional love of his parents. To a culture mired in such vitriolic division, and to be clear, Stephen's talking about, about us, our culture, in vitriolic division, where no matter what you do or say, it seems there's always judgment waiting for you, these stories of redemption are absolutely vital. In our own lives, we must fight to preserve what little appetite our culture has left for redemption and do the hard work of building it back up again. And I think Stephen is illustrating a really good point because without getting into broad strokes of, of the current political climate, of which I know has been very much exacerbated by most of you guys listening have experienced this, regardless of your political persuasion, you've, lo- you've been on Facebook and seen relatives and family members descend into uh, digital fits of rage as relationships are, are burned at the stake and burned at the altar of... Um, increasingly partisan and vitriolic politics. So just a brief aside there, uh, Stephen does a good job of kind of chronicling a few examples throughout the book of that, but I just kind of wanted to give that context. Um, He finishes the thought on redemption here. A society that underrates the value of redemption is not a society any of us should want to live in because while we may want to hold people who do us wrong accountable or cancel them, we'll ultimately be defined by how we treat those who have fallen and are looking for a hand back up. Redemption has long been a key element of America's story. It's the pursuit of progress, not perfection. And the recognition of, the, of our errors uh, that offer us a path to peace with one another and within ourselves. This has been true in America since the founding and moving forward, this is how the force, well, <laughs> this is how we fix the country and the world, although I, Freudian slip, how the force can fix the world. And I, I do, I think um, Vader's redemption is the most powerful um, most powerful example and most powerful theme, frankly, in the original trilogy. And it's interesting because what the prequels do, they really only add to it. They don't change it. Like um, at its core, Vader famously says in Return of the Jedi, it's too late for me, son. Man, like I felt that way many times in life. Like it's, it's too late for me. I will never conquer insert challenge. I will never, I will never feel whole until I accomplish this goal. I will never be able to come back and repair this broken relationship. And like, I've, I've had those moments. It's too late for me, son. It's, it's not Vader. And and Steve talks about this in the book. It's not Vader saying, um, well, you know, I'm good. (laughs) Luke, I'm actually pretty satisfied and happy. Luke with the Emperor. We get free Taco Tuesday on the Death Star. No, it's not that. <laughs> it's, it's no. I I want redemption. I want to turn back. There's a part of me that does still, but it's too late. And and the fact that it that it was his son that wouldn't give up on him. Obi Wan gave up. Yoda gave up for all of their wisdom, for all of their um their 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 guidance and goodwill. They had given up on 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 Vader, uh, but Luke hadn't, and I just it just makes me happy, and that's literally one tiny section of that um, that and and I want to draw in that word we talked about at the beginning, the idea of agency. Now, um, both for Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, Luke um, displays an enormous amount of agency in doing what he knew was right in the moment 
which was to help his friends in the Empire Strikes Back and then to redeem his father in um, Return of the Jedi. And in both cases, he had mentors, he had other outside influence saying, no, you can't do this, it's not wise, we've got to play it safe, you know, we've got to have you fully trained so that we know you can defeat the Emperor, right? And And to me, I think that's one thing that's so powerful about these moments, and I think it's Luke's agency to, like, shape not just his world, but to change the destiny of his his father. His Vader's redemption falls, I mean, squarely at the feet of his son Luke, who inspired him to do so. And and that theme of agency then equally applies to, you know, then now Anakin Skywalker as he looks at his his son about to die and decides that he can't live with himself if he lets this happen. And in that moment of um decision when he looks looks left at the lightning coursing through his son's body and then looks right to the emperor himself this man who the only reason he's been there is that he thought he had no other choice that it was too late for him but in in fact it was not and it was never too late and so anakin skywalker scraps scraped off the the shreds of dignity and the shreds of agency left within the husk of a man buried beneath this black armor that serves as a life preservation, but yet prison to the villain of the Star Wars universe. Anakin Skywalker uh, chooses his son and defeats the Emperor. Luke doesn't defeat the Emperor. Darth Vader does. And um, that is just such a powerful powerful uh moment of redemption and now i say that in that i had like two other notes and i ended up talking way longer than i thought i would i thought this was gonna be like a little mini <laughs> like 10 minute check-in with you guys to be like uh yeah, sorry guys we'll be back with a regular episode next week but then i forget how i get a little passionate about this stuff from time to time um but yeah let's jump to the last chapter because lord knows i'm not gonna read this whole book because otherwise you wouldn't buy it so um, the last chapter's theme is choice, and it, it applies very much to this, this theme of agency. Um, and, uh, and in it, he talks about the theme of the force shall free me. And uh, I'm going to get like philosophically nerdy to, as a parting shot on the podcast here because I think it illustrates the theme of agency perfectly. Um, and this goes uh, right back to chapter seven of the book. Stephen says, the ancient philosophers of Plato and Aristotle once led a discourse on free will after P- Plato in his Republic posited that hu- the human condition is to be enslaved to passion, our base desires. Think of hedonism, eating whatever you want, drinking whatever you want, sex, asserting dominance over others and according to our own passing whims, the worst of human instincts. I'm paraphrasing slightly. But wisdom in Plato's mind and liberation in his mind um, from these kind of vices comes from the mastery of those invisible forces, subjugating them instead of the other way around. Um and I think this is where it's sort of the flip side of the coin of the agency of redemption where Vader chooses to um, save his son and kill the emperor. Instead, his sort of possessive passions and selfishness 
of wanting to mold the world how he wanted it in this in this case like take ownership and possession of the relationship with Padme that's sort of like the opposite side of that coin much closer to this idea of hedonism that Plato's talking about um it's not uh, all that dissimilar to what we talked about in, in in redemption back to the back to the quote and the concept of conquering the shadow which is in chapter six the Jedi basically kind of embody this stoic monkish tradition. They view attachments and emotions as forces that invade their members' ability to think clearly and exercise judgment, make good choices. So they try to abstain from those sources of distraction. Free will, they might say, is enhanced by limiting your range of choices in life. But, let's talk, but the Sith, again, still with the book, the Jedi's rivals essentially believe that our very existence comes with the chains built in. And we're in spiritual slavery and born into the service of others, whether that be employers, parents, teachers, or in the case of Anakin Skywalker, an actual slave owner. Setting aside your passion frees you to steer your actions so that you accumulate power and break whatever chains you feel are holding you down in life. This is the difference of pure serenity of the Jedi Code and the Sith Code, where it says there's peace is only a lie, there is only passion. Now, if you zero in on Plato's commentary on free will, and even that of the Sith like Darth Maul or Sidious, the agreement there is that both our environment and our base instincts have incredible power to play a role in what choices we ultimately make. The disagreement, of course, is whether or not those instincts should be indulged. Our modern world at least partially accepts this as true. Uh, that instinct can clash with willful action. Just look at the justice uh, system today for a living example. Again, the whole idea of the role of these passions. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force shall, sh shall, shall set me free. And I'll never forget the first time I uh, heard the Sith Code. I think it was Knights of the Old Republic when I was playing it. I was like, ooh, that sounds kind of badass. You know, that sounds cool. I want to be a Sith Lord. A Sith Lord, said Mace Windu, incredulously. Um, but they're, they're two opposite extremes, neither of which embrace um, agency. Like the idea of uh, Plato is sort of a hybrid of the Jedi-Sith theory in that our, our passions do give us strength. That is something that's a core part of our being. Luke was passionate about his friends, and that's why he left, abandoned Yoda and Obi-Wan and went to save them on Cloud City. But yet, um, by having no checks on those and only embracing the what what is selfish at our core, indulging our own hedonism and passion selfishly without leveraging or taking ownership of them or guarding them, um, we're unable to conquer the shadow. And I know a while back I, on the podcast, I talked a little bit about the concept of the... Uh, the shadow in Carl Jung's psychology, the idea that we all have our basest passions, but those are actually an important part of our identity because that's, that's what motivates us. It's how we guard them and leverage them to use them for good. The idea of righteous anger versus temperamental anger. I think that's an important 
an important philosophy that we gain in Star Wars from the prequels to the to the sequels, really. But honestly, like the prequels, that's why I love George Lucas's storytelling so much because he's not. A lot of people just like rag on the Jedi. the The Jedi were on the right track in a lot of ways, but I think Lucas really does point out the short shortcomings of the pure serenity of the Jedi Order and its failings because of that. Um, I think that's a big lesson that we get from from the prequel trilogy. I'm trying to remember if I had any last uh, last points. Really, really no. I think that's. I think I can summarize it by saying that both the theme of redemption and the theme of choice, which are so tied together, are, are, are Star Wars just bleeds those concepts. And, and has always inspired me because of that. The idea of agency, which, you know, I've said it 5,000 times in this podcast, but the idea that you can have agency over your life, make choices, that you can redeem yourself facing your own greatest demons, and that you can have faith in others that they can redeem themselves and conquer their greatest demons. I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think the the story of Star Wars is much more powerful, not because of the ultimate victory of blowing up the Death Star or Starkiller Base or defeating the Empire or the First Order or the, you know, the, the big old parade of Augie's Municipal Band. The, the greatest stories of victory in Star Wars are not those victories. They're the victories of conquering your own shadow, of conquering your own passions and of finding redemption for others and probably most importantly finding redemption for yourself guys that's going to wrap up this episode of the Star Wars Report thanks so much for listening I really appreciate it um, it's an incredible book really well done um, go buy it it's How the Force Can Fix the World by Stephen Kent uh, wherever books are sold including Audible and uh, make sure you give him a follow follow at Stephen underscore Kent because this is a guy who's who's talking about Star Wars in ways that I think Star Wars needs to be talked about not about how many years Kathleen Kennedy just was renewed and how you're mad about it <laughs> if you want a better sometime <laughs> in the dark night when the Joker's like what Gotham needs is a better class of criminal you know what Star Wars fandom needs is a, is a better discourse, and, and Steven's providing it. All of my kind of inner thoughts about um, Star Wars over the last week have really been defined by, by reading this book. So uh, that, that if you want to stay in touch with us as well, you can do follow us at Star Wars Report. Shoot us an email, starwarsreport at gmail.com. And, of course, starwarsreport.com is where you'll find the show notes to this episode of which there will be no show notes because we didn't talk about anything other than this. You'll find a link. You'll find a link to uh, Steven's book. Uh, for this episode of the Star Wars Report podcast. But um, you won't find me on social media <laughs> for obvious reasons, but you can follow the show. Uh, I'm up on there occasionally. So uh, until next time, guys, I'm just going to say it. May the force be with you. And remember, many Bothans died to bring you this podcast. <laughs>